This, this, this is God Stories Radio Podcast. God Stories Radio Podcast. With Fritz, Mike, and Tina. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast. www.godstoriesradio.com Welcome to another edition of God Stories Radio. This is session 165. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. What's going on, guys? Oh, I don't know. A little stormy outside, but it's Thursday Man, it night. Is, it was. Yeah, raining on my way home. Cats and dogs <laughs> out there. Dogs and cats? Dogs and cats. Whatever order you prefer. <laughs> it was coming down so hard, I think it was both at the same time. I know, right? Or whoever made up that saying. I know. It's I so know. strange, right? Know, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like killing a bird with one with one you stone. know with one stone. Right. Yeah. It's like who who thinks these <laughs> things up? <laughs> Can I swallow carry a two pound coconut? <laughs> Still my favorite Monty Python scene. <laughs> oh man. So Fritz, how's your week been? Oh going? man, it's been quite quite the week, man. <laughs> you know, with the uh, work stuff going on and then uh, Aubrey was in the hospital. No, I saw that. And uh she was released uh last night. Last night. And is doing well, home resting. And they've got uh the infection under control and she had a pretty serious bout with some E. coli. Whoa. What what it sounds like. So uh, along with that came a host of other issues that, that Because went, of what's yeah. Yeah. So it did uh um Almost get to the kidneys. I mean, they caught it just in time. Wow. He got backed up there. The poor thing had such severe lower back pain and side pain, mm-hmm. and uh, they wasted no time, man. They brought out the big guns, you know, the vancomycin and the silver bullet. Wow. I told her, I mean, like I was telling you before, you know, after she got approved and okayed and the kidney was good and working and all that stuff, I says, just remember where you're where you've been at you know don't don't go crazy kind of take it easy and i know her you think she listened no she's her father's daughter is all i can tell you absolutely full throttle Uh uh-huh that was aubrey for sure Mm -hmm. i resemble that remark (laughs) (laughs) fantastic man it's so good to be with you guys even on a stormy rainy night and i want to welcome everybody on nixler tonight too because you dialed into a good one I'd, I wouldn't rather be anybody anyplace else. Or anybody else. Anybody either. No. <laughs> Everybody else is already taken Everybody anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fabulous. It's a nice night for God Stories Radio. Yes, it is. We're so glad you joined us. Uh, 
Babe, we got some shout-outs over there. We do. We have some Facebook likes. So we want to say thank you to Lisa Anderson. Lisa Anderson. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. And we also want to say thank you to Melody Dancy. Melody Dancy, thank you thank so you much, so for, much liking for liking us, us, on, us Facebook. on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook's yes. been uh, pretty Doing busy. pretty good. Absolutely. And again, anybody out there that has not liked the shit on Facebook, and you have the opportunity to do so wherever you're at, please like us on Facebook. Yeah, our Facebook page is kind of where you get all the nuts and bolts and everything that's going on with GSR, and you always get the current episode if you don't listen to us on Spotify or right. iHeartRadio. You can always tune in on Facebook. And you can follow us on Spotify, and you can follow you us on you. iHeart. You bet you can. You can even follow us on Facebook. Yes, they can. <laughs> they can follow us on Facebook, and they can also... Twit us. They can twit us on Twitter at God Stories Radio. And if you like to listen live, you can go to our website, <laughs> GodStoriesRadio.com. Click the Listen Live tab, and it'll take you to an app called Mixler, M-I-X-L-R. And uh, you can listen to us live. You can follow us there. And uh, can't they also see our faces for radio somewhere else? Well, on the YouTube, uh, we're we're skyping tonight, so I, I can't really do the YouTube. Right. But but that's okay. I'll figure that out because oh, I'm sure you will. This is a this is a great problem to to figure out, and mm-hmm. um, I just can't wait to uh, have our guest tonight via Skype. It's going to just be awesome. Well, our guest is a familiar one. Yes, it is. <laughs> and plus, you saw the post that we did uh, for Pastor Jeff on our Facebook page, and he gave us a little uh, five-minute uh, yep. reach out, you know, for prayer. And, and uh, Before they went off to Peru. Peru, South America. That's right. And he's got a lot of things to share, and I right. uh, can't wait to hear. You he's guys- back in Florida. Yep. Yes, he's back in Florida. He left uh, for Peru on May 21st, and uh, he had promised us an update when he got back, uh, him and his lovely wife, Kathy, um, an update from when they got back and to let us know what the trip was like. And well, he's making good on his promise. Yes, he is. Yep, update yeah. us. <laughs> so I think without any further ado. Well, and I just want to, um, I started to listen to he, his uh, first session, original session, is session 146. And um, he was talking and, and saying that uh, he hopes that the people that were going to listen and he was going to bring in somebody from Bolivia for country number 65. And uh, that did happen. Bolivia did come on board as one of the countries. But um, right now we are at 92 countries that we know of. <laughs> it just seemed to be a wave of explosion with countries right after, after that. we had Pastor Jeff. Yep. Hmm. So I, I don't don't know. You know, I want to have his friend on from Argentina. Oh, yes, Jorge. Jorge. Love yes. that guy. I can't understand a word he says. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. His spirit is so genuine that you just, you kind of know what he's trying to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes any sense. And then Pastor Jeff's there to step in and translate which is great but maybe we'll have jorge via skype there you go now that we know how to use it wow okay enough of that yes so we just love and appreciate all of you and without further ado we give you pastor jeff Orcut. hey thank you guys it is nice to be back here fritz and mike and tina great to have you pastor jeff hey you know, today was an interesting day for me, too, because I got to spend a little time with our youngest granddaughter. Aww. Oh, congratulations. 
And I've got some other grandkids that are listening tonight in Arkansas, so I'm really happy for them, too. So oh, it's nice. well, you got to give a shout-out of their names, Pastor yeah, Jeff. Yeah, give a shout-out. We're the home of the shameless plug right here at God Stories right. Radio. Annika, Sailor, and Corbin. Hey, you guys. Hope you guys are doing good tonight. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> and I was in a mango tree about two hours ago getting mangoes out of the tree, so they that, that kind of got scratched oh, up a little bit. Oh, man, fresh mangoes. Oh, I am so jealous. I'm jelly. <laughs> so jelly. <laughs> <laughs> to send you a couple because, you know, down here, there's a there's some good mangoes here in South Florida. Oh, yeah. Well, you got that right. I hear there's some uh, Colombian coffee down there, too. Yeah, well, it's coming. That's coming too. Yep. <laughs> Jeff's gonna, Pastor Jeff's going to send us a care package. Colombian coffee and mangoes. Send the mangoes. Breakfast of champions. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? You guys are encouraging to me, and um, I really was. In, it was fun trying to film a little video clip in the Miami airport and get that off the Tina right away. So thanks for letting us do that. Well, I'll have uh, you know that turned out fabulous. It the did. audio was great. Yes, the video was great, and. Uh, there was quite a few people that viewed it and were praying for you, so that that was just a tremendous. You pulled it off. That was great. And I'm not, and I'm not tech savvy. Let me tell you, it's um, learning as I go. So I'm getting older. So the window's closing on that opportunity, <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps going forward faster. So that's what the grandkids are for. Mm-hmm. And they do know it. That's that's for sure. <laughs> I was on I was on Amazon.com. They're looking something for Everly's birthday. She's three, and she grabs the phone and starts flipping through the list of things to look for. And I think, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Get back to me." <laughs> she already had it added to the cart and oh, you everything. Oh, that's right. Kids know where Amazon is. I'm gonna tell you right now. Mm-hmm. Amazon and YouTube, or now hey. it's Twitch. Twitch is the new YouTube. Well, one of the things, you know, why we go to South America, um, there's a verse in Acts 14, and it says it was Paul went on one of his missionary journeys, and he was returning back to the places that they were planting churches at and, and discipling others. And he said this, and when they had preached the gospel to that city, a city which they, Antioch and Iconium, and he said, and when we had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. And here's, the, here's what he said. He says, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and saying, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. And I'm thinking, you know, that's a, that's a great reason to go, um, to strengthen the souls of God's people. And I think God Stories Radio does that as well. And so we're doing kind of like the same thing you're doing, but we're going, you know, physically down to the countries to hopefully strengthen the souls of God's people. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Amen. I think a lot of people are weary. Um, in, in, in our culture, in our, in our society, in our, our Christian you know, churches, um, I, I think people can tend to lose heart. Paul, you know, he talks about that. He says, you know, don't be weary in well-doing. Um, don't grow weary. And the word there is really don't lose heart. And I think we, people do lose heart. And it's just that's one of the things about us being human. You know, as followers of God, we can fall into that mentality of growing weary or, or losing heart. And so if we can just encourage people a little bit, you know, to not lose heart, but to be, you know, faithful to, you know, what God has called us to, 
And, and I think it's encouraging one another too. What, what I mean by that is there's, there's ways I think we can prevent losing heart um, and, and encouraging the people of God, which is, I think, the local church. Um, I think by remembering who we're serving, mm-hmm. you know, that's the, when we think about who we're serving. That's Amen that, to that, Pastor Jeff. There's encouragement and just develop that in your own, in your own mind. Um, that we will reap good things because I think in Galatians 6, 9 or 10, it said, don't grow weary or don't lose heart, but um, you will reap in due season if you don't think. So I think the idea of realizing that, hey, there is a future for us as believers, as followers of Christ. We will reap good things, not for salvation, but because we are saved. Um, just the fact that he talks about rewards in heaven. And then he says, um, a way not to... To help people not lose heart is doing good to the people of God. Remember in Galatians it said, As you have therefore opportunity, let do good unto all men, but especially to God's people, to the church. And I think we as believers, we, we forget that sometimes. We do. That right, yeah. Uh-huh. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. That's uh, basically saying show love. And yeah, absolutely. I think mm-hmm. one of one of the best ways too, Pastor Jeff, to show that love is through serving, you know, in our communities and serving one another. Um, just showing that physical outpouring of love, you know, being the hands and feet of Jesus. It and and it's hard sometimes because, you know, Jesus did it right because he was God. <laughs> yeah. We, in our com- complicated life, sometimes we, we, we don't have time or, or, you know, things are going on and we, we, we miss opportunities. Not that, you know, we should be able to complete all the things that God has for us. But, I mean, humanly speaking, it, it's difficult to, you know, figure out how can we always be ready to go and, and always at that point of service and, and trying to love other people when we have so many things going on in our own lives. So there's there's a bit of a... A balance and, and clarification in life when that we walk forward serving the Lord and following Him. Um, we're never going to get it perfect. No, um, God never intends it for us to get us perfect. Get it perfect, but boy, you're right that we can we can at least attempt to show love towards people as God gives us that opportunity. That's right. Yep. And as you said, if if you can do it while you're in the thick of things, mm-hmm. that's wow. even that's even even better. There was one. Last night I was looking at this one verse, and it was in 2 Corinthians 4, and it says, um, this, this, should, this should cause us not, not to lose heart, that God's grace is reaching more and more people. That's what Paul said. The grace of God is reaching more and more people. And he says, so hang on. And I thought, well, that, I've never looked at it like that. But if we recognize that God's grace is reaching more and more people, well, that should encourage us. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we received, God's grace. Mm-hmm. So as we see other people receiving God's grace, wow, that's a good thing. So that I think that helps us not to lose heart. So this, that was just a side thought there that I wanted to bring out. I feel that's a lot of um, what we're seeing with God Stories Radio too, um, Pastor Orcutt, because you know we didn't, we didn't, we haven't done anything to make this grow. It's all been God. Mm-hmm. He's taken it where He wants to take it. He's made it grow when He wants it to grow. And, you know, when He's decided things, it just happens. Just, and like, just like you being a guest tonight. Yeah, it's just amazing when we start 
because we have a unique perspective, you know, just sitting here and being able to kind of watch as things just happen and knowing that the three of us don't really have anything to do with it. Um, <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, just watching God move. And um, we had a listener call it a God movement, you know, and it really is. That's what we're seeing happening. We're seeing that Holy Spirit move and touch people and reach people in ways that we couldn't physically do before. And I see him moving and working, and I know full well it's not anything that we've mm -hmm. done. You just see the hand of God, and it, it's a—it's an awesome thing. It's it's mind blowing. I know I made the mistake of questioning Father one time. It's you know I said, you know, it says in your Word that we'll do we'll do greater things than than He did when He walked the earth. And I'm like, where is that? You know, why isn't that happening? Why isn't am I seeing? Why am I not seeing healings and, you know, uh, dead raised and stuff? What could be greater than that? And then uh, he drops God's Stories Radio in my head, and I went, oh. So as I'm speaking into a microphone, I'm actually, at that, point, at that time, reaching 65 countries. You know, God, uh, Jesus, he, he just taught in the temple and, and the local, mm -hmm. you know, folks. But we're reaching people all over the world at the same time. And right. I'm like, geez, well, that'll be the last time I question anything. Uh, you say that now. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Jeff, what say you? Well, no, I agree 100%. And it's, it's like we have to be emptied before God can use us. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes we don't see all these things happening around us, maybe because we're busy doing our thing. We're, we're busy doing our ministry. And and then we have to be emptied to where God can say, well, now that you've done your ministry, let me do my ministry through you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when he came, he, he said, you know, after he was, um, I think, he was in the temple and he was talking to people, and they, they handed Jesus the book of Isaiah, and he opened it, and there were some things there that he talked about. And let me just read that if I could. It's, it's a very short portion of Scripture. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon, is upon me. He's reading from Isaiah. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Okay, so the gospel, uh, the good news, the, the fact that we're saved by faith, through, great, through grace by faith and, and not by works. It's simply trusting Christ as our personal Savior. Um, that we know we have eternal life. Um, he preached the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to recover and recover of sight to the blind, and to set liberty to those who are oppressed. And I thought, well, that is the gospel. And, and all of those things we are outside of Christ. We're poor, brokenhearted, um, captive, blind, and oppressed. Mm. But he said, the gospel is me making the poor rich. And so that happens when we come to Christ. We're, we're rich in Christ. Um, our hearts are healed. They're, they're no longer broken from sin. Um, sets us free because we were captive to our sin. And we were blind spiritually, but he, he makes us see. And he gives liberty to the oppressed. And so all of those things seem to happen. We're enriched in Christ, which the gospel does that. And that's an amazing thing, isn't it? It really is. Anyway, uh-huh. <laughs> so, so we went to Peru. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you, it's, it's not good. You probably should, you know, give pastors a little bit more Why guidance. Can, <laughs> One of the things we wanted to do in Peru was encourage and, and be a, a source of exhortation to those that are already in ministry down there, uh, those that are in the church. And so Kathy and I went down to Lima first. And it's a city of about 12 million people. Wow. So there's a lot of people there. Wow. And, and you feel it, too, when you get there. I mean, the traffic is just horrendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it, it's, it's an interesting place to go. Um, we have a mission guest house there that uh, we can stay there and, and reorganize so that we can make the flight over the mountains, the Andes Mountains, into a jungle town, the jungle town of Pucallpa. But in Lima... We do have a church planting effort. It's called the Lima Initiative, and it's to a middle upper class group of, of people in Lima. Um, there's also another work on the coast, a place called Puerto Supe. Uh, some dear friends of ours we've known for 30 years. We, we we served with them for many years in Bolivia, and so they're they're going through some difficult times uh, as missionaries on this coastal town. Um, but they're 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 faithful. They're, they're 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 they believe that God has them there for a reason. So we were able to visit with them and spend some time um, eating some ceviche, which is <laughs> some really tasty uh, Peruvian dish. It really is delicious. What kind of bread do they use? Um, bread, just it's typical bread. I mean, Don't you eat ceviche pretty, on bread? You can, well, you can, but not usually. You that's kind eat. of Americanized, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose that's true. Um, it's just some people think it's raw fish, but it's really been marinated in lime juice so it really does kind of get a cooked oh. taste very delicious but then we flew over the um andy mountains andy's mountains to pucalpa which is about a 50 minute flight up and down and uh, we have quite an extensive mission outreach there that has been going on for decades um i i know people that were down there in the 40s and 50s and they come to our church now there's one couple that's been down there for many years and we have an aviation ministry. We have three airplanes there that are single-engine uh, Cessna 206s. And one is on float plane, uh, one is on floats so that it can get out to the far reaches of the Amazon area, the basin, and bring in students that want to learn the Bible. They can get in within an hour or two hours on a, a, a small flight like that, or it might take them three weeks by boat or canoe because mm-hmm. of the winding river. So what a, what a tremendous blessing that is. We have a Christian school there for missionary kids. It's called the Sam Academy. Um, there's a number of churches that we work with in this jungle town. Pucalpa has about 500,000 people. I mean, when I said 12 million Lima, well, 500,000 doesn't sound so big, but it's a noisy, busy, bustling little uh, riverside town. We have a, um, a Bible training center there, and it was kind of cool because Kathy and I got to go there and, and teach some Shipibo Indian people. Uh, there was 13 men there and eight women, and it was a real joy because we take puppets down, and I did a puppet show for them, and that really kind of breaks the ice for mm-hmm. us. <laughs> um, it's just a lot of fun, and we, we began to we taught there for two hours in the morning and then two hours in the afternoon. Kathy, we split the, the group up. I had the men, and Kathy had the women. It was a lot of fun. Um, we talked about the church and how. It's important to uh, realize that Christ is the head of the church, and he died for us, and missionaries come from the church. So we, that, that the church is the, 
uh, foundation of truth. And so they're, they're new Bible students. These are Indians, Indian peoples that have come out of the, uh, their, their, their locations along the Ukayali River and farther inland. And they want to, they want to learn the word of God so that they can go back to their people and, and begin to either pastor a small church or be part of a church or be, be, be part of a, a, an outreach that they might have for reaching other people for Christ. So that's really exciting to see God's word penetrate the heart of these Indians, Indian peoples in South America and that they grasp the importance of themselves going out and becoming missionaries themselves. It's, it's fascinating it's because you never would imagine that those people would be reached and eager to share the gospel. I mean, it really is amazing. And I mean, remember when we first heard Christ or we accepted Christ as our Savior, there was excitement. You know, mm-hmm. there was that love of, hey, I can't wait to tell my family and friends. And, and, that, and you see that reality in their lives because they feel that same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other things we got to do now there was visit with about um, 30 missionaries. And I was able to speak in English, so that was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was just nice to kind of encourage them because I think that, you know, missionaries go through a difficult time. Uh, they're away from their f- extended family, and it's another culture. And that can wear on you at times, you know, when you're speaking another language. And again, it's just you're away from perhaps your own kids because they've grown up now and they're in college back in the States for whatever reason. And it was just nice to be with them and hopefully uh, just give them a word of encouragement of how much God cares for them. And um, God gave us that opportunity with about 30 different missionaries in three different locations there in Peru this trip. That's fantastic. Wow. What what stuck stuck out as the most memorable thing from your trip, Pastor Jeff? Um, Probably... Boy, there were so many things. I mean, it wasn't just one. Um, we, we got to speak at a school, a, a, a Peruvian school. With, there's 500 kids in this school in this town of 700,000. And it was it's a Christian school. And they asked me to come over and speak to about 280 of these kids. And so they, they crammed them all in this little chapel area. And I did a rousing puppet show for them, you know, so <laughs> them all riled up and then you got to quiet them down. And then it's your <laughs> that was exciting to see there. And I said, who wants to accept Christ as their savior? Raise your hand. And they all raise their hands. Oh man. It's like, that is so exciting to, to see that desire and, and, and children, uh, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, that they want to know more about this, this Christ Jesus, this Jesus who loves them. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Um, Kathy and I also had a seminar for pastors and their wives down there one day, and there was about thirty-one of them. Um, this this was this was more of a uh, how would I say uh, pastors that are already established churches in this town. So they were they were more of the Peruvian people that spoke Spanish. The mm-hmm. other people their own Indian dialect. Um, uh, like the Shipibo speaks Shipibo, and whatever Indian groups you have, they have an Indian dialogue as well. As, as well as Spanish, but we're talking about now just Spanish-speaking people. Um, it, it was neat to be with them. I mean, that was an encouraging time. Uh, we got to speak at a church down there on our last Sunday and, um, again, be with pe- the people of God. I think just, just being with the people of God and seeing how the church is, is well-established in a remote place like this of the Pucalpa area and to see how God is using his, his church to not only... Um, 
become dynamic in Pucallpa, but their desire to be a mission-sending church as well to other parts of Peru and perhaps South America and even Europe. Wow. Well, rumor has it, Pastor Jeff, that somebody close to you had a little accidente. Oh, that was Kathy, my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, having been involved in all that ministry for those, those, those days that we were there, we wanted to go see Machu Picchu. Um, the wow. famous Inca ruins in Peru that, you know, it's world, world known. Um, I, I guess it was in the early 19, 1910, 1912 that, uh, it was, it was discovered again. Um, but we wanted to go there and, and visit that. So we had to go back to Lima and then fly back over the Andes to this place called Cusco. Cusco is probably about 700,000 people. Did I say that was, Pucalco was 500,000. This, this city is Cusco, 700,000. But the thing with Cusco is it's it's at eleven thousand feet above sea level. Wow! So getting when you get off the plane there, you you sense there's not as much oxygen as you need. <laughs> right. So we took a trip down to down the mountain into what they call the Sacred Valley, and uh, went over to uh, a, a particular Inca ruin called Oyetantambo and visited that and got a hotel. And the next day we took a train to Machu Picchu. So it's quite a, um, a, a trip to get there. It takes a couple of days to get there because of, you have to get the airplane, bus, and train, and then a bus back up into the mountain where this Inca ruins is. We wanted to go there because, it, it, again, it's just it's spectacular what you, what you see there. These are Inca Indians that worshipped the sun, the moon, and the stars. Mm-hmm. They were in Mexico too, weren't they? Not the Inca. Those were the Aztecs. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Mayans, I think, were in Central, and the Aztecs were Mexican. Okay. But the Incas were South American. They, they had a, a, an empire that was um, all over South America, the, the, the Andes area, the mountain ranges. Um, quite, they were a large group of Indian, too, um, the, the Inca. But they worshipped creation. And I wanted to go see this because we were almost at, I think it was June 21st or 22nd, when the summer solstice is for us. It's the winter solstice down there. And that was the time when they really wanted to um, worship the sun because they had a, a window where the sun would come up the mountain and it would shoot a ray in a window and, and reflect out to another place. And it was a big thing for them. They were very intelligent. Uh, they could really measure the stars and, and, and math was, was incredible in their, in their culture. And, and just by seeing how they created this place of worship or, or wherever they lived, it was, the stonework was amazing. Uh, it, it's, it's how it fits in the place. And, just how they even were able to move these huge rocks and stones and everything. But they, they didn't know the Creator. And, and, and so we're walking around there, and I'm saying, Kathy, we, we know the Creator. We worship crea- the Creator, not creation. They, they had it the opposite. They worship creation. They didn't know the Creator. Mm-hmm. That, that's an amazing thought. It is kind of a powerful thought when you think about it for a second. Mm-hmm. It's really backwards. That's a spiritual blessing I think we have as, as followers of Christ. Well, um, amen to that. Mm-hmm. That we get to know him personally. And the yeah. fact that we, the creator of the universe, wants to know us personally, wants to spend time with us, wants to bless us, wants to take care of us. That's what blows my mind. Mm. You'd think he would have uh, a lot on his agenda. <laughs> I think, yeah, you think the creator of the universe would, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, there, 
First John um, 1 John 1.3 says that which we have seen and heard we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. That's the amazing thing, isn't it? I mean, Fritz, when you think that we can have fellowship with the creator of the universe and that you said, like you said, he wants to have fellowship with us. The, the believing world can't do that. That was his basis for creating us is, yeah. and giving us freedom of choice so that we could choose to love him. So that was one of the neat things about being there. Um, on the train coming back, there was a guy named Jose, and I was out in one of the open cars where you could just stand and watch um, the world go by. And he was out there by himself, and he was one of the, one of the porters or servers in the, in the car where he gave you a sandwich and something to drink. And I engaged him in conversation, which is, I don't typically, typically do that anyway. Um, and I asked him if he was going to heaven, and he wasn't sure about that. And, and I explained to him the gospel that he could know for sure he's going to heaven if he, if he would just put trust in Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. And so he wanted to do that. And then he said, pray for me, my daughter. She's eight months old, and she's in a hospital in Cusco. And uh, I was really touched by that. So, you know, God puts people in your path that, you know, even just by saying that you would pray for him. And I did, and I did just then. We prayed right there on that moving train for his little daughter. His name was Jose. So if I ever see him again, I don't know. But perhaps in heaven one day. Pastor Jeff, I think prayer, it, it, prayer is just so incredibly powerful. People have no idea how incredibly powerful it is. I see so much happen when we just are willing to put everything down and pray. Amen. Yeah, I Amen. think God really honors that. Of course Say, he let's, does. Let's Absolutely. don't wait. Let's do it right now. Right. I mean, for, for you to just stop and have faith and trust, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to pray to God for this instance. All right. He's up there smiling. My mom used to have this plaque on the wall when I was growing up. In, and it was in her bedroom, and um, I always had difficulty sleeping at night, so I'd look at the plaque all the time, but it said, When ye pray, believe. And um, I feel like because we, we are believers and we are with people who maybe might not be able to believe that there's a bridge that happens you know, because when you pray, you help to intercede, right? I mean, mm -hmm. Jesus is our great intercessor, mm -hmm. but, you know, it's like, you know, you start praying with people, and you start praying with people who who believe that Christ can do this, that the Lord will do this for you, or that he will turn the situation around, and things start to change. Things start to happen. It's amazing. I always love the story of the guy that walked up to Jesus with his son and said, you know, Father, if you can do anything, can you help my son? And you imagine Jesus turn and go, mm. if I can do anything? <laughs> and then the guy goes, well, help me with my unbelief. Yeah. But, but Jesus honored that. You know, so we can yes, do the same did. thing. And there's many times I've prayed that. Help me with my unbelief. Well, I plead stupidity all the time because <laughs> I'm like, I'm just a sheep, Lord. <laughs> I don't even need to plead it. God just knows it. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can hear him up there. Oh, there goes Mikey again. Yeah. Hey, we're proof that he uses the foolish to confound the wise. <laughs> 
Well, let me tell you something that was uh, was was a difficult time for us. Um, in in Cusco, we had visited the third Inca ruins on in two days, and you're going up and down rocks and steps and climbing and this and that, and you know, Kathy needed to use the washroom. So at the bottom of this third Inca site, um, she came out of the bathroom, and I had she. I usually wait for her when she comes out, so that you know, there's no she doesn't worry where I'm at. But I was wandering this particular day up to, uh, up by the van again, and she came out, and there was a a open um, drainage rock ditch. Uh, we had to step over it to get into the washroom, but I guess she wasn't looking down when she came out. She stepped into it, and Ooh. she she fractured her ankle. Oh no! Fracture, and it. She goes, Jeff, I fell, and I'm looking down, and I'm thinking, how could you have fallen? I, I don't see anything. That, and then when I r- ran down there, I could, oh, the drainage ditch. And um, things like that are open down there. You just have to, just, you just that's part of life. But yeah. you really have to watch where you're walking. And oh, she and she couldn't walk, and so it, it swelled up like a grapefruit. Oh. And, had, and we were in Cusco, a pretty good sized city, seven hundred thousand people. And there were some missionaries that we knew there. And so we called them up and said, "Do you have a clinic that we could go to?" Kathy has uh, uh, her injured herself. So the guy that was taking us around took us to this clinic, and we went in, and Kathy goes, do you have any ice? And I said, no, we don't have any ice. And I'm like, oh, great. The clinic doesn't have any ice. So <laughs> <laughs> well, can we see the doctor? And she goes, yes. Uh, he, he come back here, and, and, and we'll, we'll attend to you uh, as soon as possible. So within the 15, 20 minutes, the doctor came over, and we went in for a consultation, and he said, well, let's take an x-ray. So you got to go upstairs and get an x-ray, and we did that, and that confirmed that there was definitely hairline fracture. And he says, I want to send you over to get some, uh, uh, maybe what the bone doctor would like to do. And we said, well, we're leaving for uh, the United States in Miami the next day, so we'll just attend to this when we get there. And he goes, well, you're going to need some crutches. So we went over, gave us an address of a couple blocks away where we could a supply store where we could buy crutches and an ankle brace. And um, did that, and it cost us all of 90 bucks to do that. Extra <laughs> wow. and clinic and uh, supplies that we needed. You'd have to add another zero to that over here. Oh, you got that mm-hmm. right. Or two. Or two, two zeros. yeah. Yes. So, You'd have to add another zero to the wait time. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah. Um, but anyways, you know, we got to the airport that, that let's see, was it the next, no, that, that day. And um, they wouldn't let us fly because of her ankle. And they said, you need a doctor's okay. So thank the Lord there was a doctor at the airport. Uh, they have a little uh, office at the airport, I guess, for things just like this. So the young lady was very helpful and wrote up a little sheet that she's fine to fly. And so we got back to Lima and spent the night there for the next day flying out. But it was a it was a real difficult time for Kathy. Um, could not put any pressure on it whatsoever. And these, these crutches weren't the best, um, but they worked. And it was you know, when we got on the plane on American Airlines flying out of Lima to Miami, it was an overnighter. And, um, you know, they put the crutches in a, in a closet and we were kind of like in the middle of the plane. It was a 232. So it was a, a large uh, cabin, I mean, a, a large aircraft. So she goes, I need to use the restroom here. So she had to hop and hold on to each seat as she went back to the back of the plane. And it was in the evening when people were sleeping, and you could see people's heads bouncing every time. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, we're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you. Yeah, so I'm thinking, well, Just so you know. Surprised because when you come back the other direction, they won't see her coming. 
<laughs> Slap the back of that head. So, <laughs> Wake up, buddy. Didn't have to do that too many times. And we got to the airport in Miami, and uh, we didn't have a wheelchair there to go out to our car. So I, I had her sit on top of the luggage. I had a luggage cart. So she sat on top of the luggage, and I was able to push her out to the car on top of the luggage. So it was a... <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you got pi- pictures of all this. Tell me you got pictures. <laughs> um, a few. Ah. <laughs> but she's doing better. Uh, I'm so glad. I pushed her around in a wheelchair for about three weeks here, and, and she's now she's not using crutches or wheelchair, and she just has a brace on, and um, she's in therapy, and so strengthening that an- ankle and the fracture is healing. So That's wonderful. Good. I know you're listening, Kathy. We love you, and we're yes. so glad that you're you're doing better. Yes. We really so are. Gra- so grateful it wasn't worse to Kathy. Amen. The end of the trip. Yep. Yeah, yeah so, at the end of the trip, too. That's good. And she says, when are we going back? <laughs> so there you go. That's because uh, she's a real trooper. Can't take the bull out of the fight, boy. Yeah. Ready to go back. And, you know, that's. I hope our listeners uh, recognize that no matter where they are or, or, or you know, where they live, um, you can do mission work. You can, you can share the gospel with people. And even if you're in the States listening, um, there's opportunity for you to travel to other countries as well. Um, I, would, I would say, you know, hook up with a, a mission organization and see what they have as, as a short-term trip, perhaps, during the summer months or in the winter. And, and go and try to do some of these things to help other people. It, it's really eye-opening. Um, it, you can be an encouragement to people with, with very little. Yeah, we had uh, Dan and Diana Morris last week, uh, uh, mis- missionaries, so to speak, uh, through Crew. Uh, Christ. Campus Crusade. Campus Crusade. Crusade Christ, right. yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, They're, nice young uh, couple. They're doing uh, missionary work. Um, they're also uh, Spanish-based, too. Yes, they are. Um, I'm trying to remember. It was... Uh, they're going to be college, hitting college area in Orlando. Right. But the um, the name, it was a Spanish name. Um, Destino? Destino, thank Destino, you. Destino, I yeah. couldn't... I couldn't His wife was Latino, so she could say that stuff. Right. Yeah. I just love that accent. Yeah, no, they were fantastic. Young couple, um, really, you know, on fire and engaged to be serving Christ and helping to disciple people. And, I mean, it just lit me up on the inside to know that, you know, these young people are out there, you know, doing doing the Great Commission, doing the work. It's encouraging, isn't it? It really was. It really was. They're taking the Great Commission seriously as well, and and that's the next generation. That's that's what God does. He he has us pass the baton to different generations as they come up, and they do want to um, serve Christ, and they do want to uh, do what he do what they're calling them to do. So we need to pray for them. Yes, right. yes, we do fervently. And, and yeah, he that's gave for sure. he gave up a uh, cushy uh, teacher job to oh, start doing true. this. He's truly called. Yeah, it it actually brings me to tears because, like, it's so it was so emotionally powerful, you know. Just have just listening to them here, and I don't know why it had such such an effect on me. But I think, like you were saying, Pastor Jeff, it's like watching the next generation, you know, take Step it on. Up. Yep. Yeah. And, and they're willing, and they're doing it. So 
Yes. Uh, we, we, and, and that's the way God works. I, I believe that from generation to generation, the gospel never changes. That's the power of God. But Amen. <coughs> and they're taking on college campuses, you know, which is, there you go. <laughs> Say no more. So mm-hmm. desperately needed there, too. Oh, because absolutely. That's yeah. where most of the kids start falling away is from college yes, especially age. Especially if they grew up with Christ in their life. That's when they start yeah. running in the world's way. Yeah. That's for sure. The morning we were leaving, uh, we checked out of our hotel, and Kathy was sitting on the couch, and she had her foot up on it, and the crutches next to her. And um, one of the bell bellboys there, I, I gave a gospel tract to him, a, gospel, a piece of gospel literature that explains how one can know they're going to heaven if they would but trust Christ as their Savior, and has Bible verses in it and so forth. And he looked at me and he says, I'm a, I'm a follower of Christ. I'm a believer. And he probably was a, in his young 20s. Um, a Peruvian, very nice young man. And I said, really? You're, you're my brother then. And he, he said, see that girl behind the counter who just checked you out? She's a Christian too. She's a follower of Christ. And I said, isn't that splendid? Introduce me to her. So she came over and we, we introduced ourselves to Kathy, then to Kathy as well. And it was just neat to see, like you said, this young people with uh, Campus Crusade, there, there are young people in all over the world like them in, in their own cultures that are just as excited about knowing Christ and serving him too. Yes. And, you know, for those of you listening to, you don't have to go to another country in order to be discipling other people. You can do it in your own backyard. You can do it in your own household. You can even, you know, do it in your own neighborhood. There's people out there that desperately need Christ. And God will often put them on your heart and just you know, kind of tug at your heart when you see them and you just kind of know that you need to step in. You know, this is the way that we help feed each other. We help each other grow. You know, you have to, you have to invest in, in people. You have to invest in, and not waste this gift that we've been given. Amen to that. Amen. I just had a warm thought too I wanted to share before we how warm is it? We go. I was just sitting here thinking about AJ, and I can't help but when I talk to Pastor Jeff to think about AJ because, um, you know, AJ was instrumental in getting us acquainted, and I don't think it's by coincidence at all. No. And I think he's up there listening live now from the throne room. Amen. You know, he's saying, on Mixler. He's on, uh, <laughs> that's right. He's got good reception, I'm sure. Yes, he does. And I just get a warm uh, thought about that. He's probably pumping his fist, going, "Yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm talking about." That's the guy I was talking that's about. That's the guy I was talking about. Yeah, you, you, you know exactly yeah, how he sounds. But uh, AJ would be, wouldn't he? Yep, absolutely. That's that's just so neat. And uh, Pastor Jeff, we just uh, consider you and Kathy family, and uh, we want to make sure we stay close and keep in touch, and and. Uh, who knows? Maybe me and Tina will load up with you sometime and do a missions trip. You know what? That's that, that, we, that is a very uh, that's a cool thought. <laughs> <laughs> it is a cool happen. thought because the <laughs> other night after we got done with the testimony with a young couple, my my wife's like, yeah, you know, feel the, feel the Lord calling me to missions. Oh well, yeah, he, he didn't call you to San Francisco, so uh, or California. 
But you know what? We could make a trip to uh, Peru, Bolivia, and uh, spend uh, 10 days down there. And I think it would really be an exciting time for you guys, too. So it would be fun to go with us so that, you know, we know the area and the language. And, well, you'd have a great time. Oh, yes. Oh, it would be a huge it. blessing. Maybe we could uh, set up God Stories Radio and have a <laughs> an international session. International some Peruvian testimonies. We could certainly do that. Oh, well, there's people to meet be? down there. You'd just love it. Oh, I bet. Hey, listen, Kathy, say hi. Oh, yes, please. Hi, Tina. Hi, Kathy. Hey, Kathy. Hello. We could connect uh, with you guys tonight, and Jeff could share our trip with you all. It was was definitely uh, a very adventurous trip. (laughs) Well, besides the accident, Kathy, what was the most memorable for you? Well, I think just... I, being around the culture again, you know, after being away from Bolivia for so many years and just feeling at home there because I, I know the language and just just how the people are. And I just enjoyed so much a lot of the women, especially mm-hmm. the woman that was at the, the guest house. Um, and she was just so dear and, and just so helpful and friendly to us. And I just I just love fellowshipping with them. Mm. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, we're so glad to know that you're feeling better, Kathy. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm, I'm up and around now. Yay. <laughs> and she wants to go back. <laughs> yes, and I'm going to buy a good pair of hiking boots, not yes. sneakers. <laughs> Tie them up real tight. And yeah. remember to look down. Right. Well, you know, they sell good hiking boots up here in Claremont. So, you know, you can come on up for dinner and (laughs) get some hiking boots. Yeah, that would be great. Well, God bless you guys. And and thank you for God Stories Radio. Um, That's an encouragement to not only us, but so many people. And again, it was a privilege to be able to spend some time with you this evening here. And um, we look forward to just staying in communication with you guys and see what the Lord has for us down the road. Sounds great, Pastor Jeff. Thank you again for thank you. for giving us an update and coming on the show. Yeah, we want to thank everybody that's listening on Mixler. I can see Walk in Truth. Welcome uh, to uh, to the show. Thanks for following us so I can see who you are. And we have two others that are on. I, I can't see who you are, but if you do follow us, I Probably know Kathy who you might are. be one of them. Might be one of them, but welcome uh, Walk in Truth and uh, everybody else that's listening. We really appreciate you tuning in with Pastor Jeff and Kathy and Man, I could just talk to them all night, couldn't you? Oh, yeah, easily. All right. Well, that about wraps it up for session 165. What do you think, Mikey? I think it's done. <laughs> I think Jeff <laughs> took, uh, took the cue and signed off. I think he did. I was so glad that uh, Kathy jumped on and said hello. Yes. Absolutely. Great to hear her again. That's fantastic. Wait, I got a chat coming in here. God bless from Walking Truth. Oh, thank you so much. God bless you too. Thank you so much for dialing in tonight. So, well, we're going to wrap it up. That section, section. <laughs> you know, the last few podcasts I've yeah, had trouble been, saying. That. Yeah, really. All right. Some- Baby, you act like that's something new. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> All right. Well, that was session. 165. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless you. God bless. <laughs> God bless. From rising sun till kingdom come, your faithful love is unfailing.
Your face.